I was going to say we're in the double digits, but we've been in the double digits for a long time. I already know, 10 weeks or so. Uh, this week, our special guest is John Kendall, who uh, you probably best know as the former editor of Uptown Magazine and just a longtime uh, Winnipeg music writer in general. And he had some pretty great stories to tell us about, uh, especially about the Royal Albert in the 1980s. And uh, it's cool because, I mean, that's... Uh, most of the guests we have on the show are, are kind of in our same age range. So, uh, you know, you're talking about the 90s and early 2000s and stuff, and that's all kind of common ground. But uh, it's cool to hear stories about the Winnipeg scene uh, when we were kids, uh, before we were old enough to start going to shows. And, you know, uh, so John's been going to those shows and covering them and whatnot for a long time. So he has some pretty interesting stuff to say. Uh, this week, John Ascombe, um, one of our regular hosts, uh, as you probably know if you've been listening, he couldn't make it. So it's me and Rob and John Kendall. And uh, the theme by our magical um, theme generator is Chicago. So if you want to listen, you've downloaded this uh, or you're streaming it, so you know where to go to get the archives. It's www.witchpolice.com. And um, you can also listen to our show on 101.5 UMFM in Winnipeg. Uh, It's also on streaming on Monday nights at 11 p.m. on umfm.com. And, uh, yeah, there's something kind of interesting that happened uh, with not with this episode, but I'm going to talk about it now. Uh, there's a podcast out there by a couple guys from Australia called Reaction Podcast. You can check that out at reactionpodcast.com. And what they do is they review other podcasts. So uh, one of our episodes, uh, one of the Witch Police radio shows, actually got uh, mentioned on their podcast, which was really cool. And they listened to episode 15, which was uh, when we had Mass Steve on here talking about uh, traumatic. And so they had a few things to say. So before we start episode 20 with John Kendall, I'm just going to give you a little clip. Episode 15, uh, it's a music podcast um, and a bit of a conversation podcast as well. It's a bit of a mix. They actually have their podcast syndicated onto the local campus radio. And they've wow. been picked up that way. Okay, and that's that, cool. That is pretty cool, isn't it? And uh, they, they use a random text generator to inform them of their topic for the week. No way. Yeah, so they were talking about the word traumatic. <laughs> so they played a song which was about trauma and then went on to talk about personal traumas and things like that. And they're saying, oh, God, it's a bit of a worry because it gets a bit morbid with the text that's just spit out for the next few episodes. <laughs> but um, they're great. They've got a really good sound. They're really chilled out, and they've got music on their side as well. So their blog is quite extensive. So if you want to read about the local music scene in Winnipeg, because I know all you Canadians love that shiz, uh, definitely check them out at witchpolice.com. Are <laughs> you just racist against Canadians? No, All of no, you no. love music. Every single one of you. Well, no, they've got a really good music scene over there. There's a music scene everywhere. Yeah, but it's quite good. It's it's like the music scene in Australia is probably better than New Zealand. what they're getting their students to use on iPhones. It's a thing called iRig Recorder. Okay. I think I've heard about that. Yeah, you can plug in an actual mic too, right? Well, you can, uh, but you can just use the the, uh, iPhone mic. And uh, yeah, uh, it's radio quality. That's awesome. Yeah, you can set your levels and uh, and then... um, It's crazy how how small this stuff is now. Like, Go to, yeah, go to record and bang. Wow. Because like when we used to record stuff, we just get like a four track into everything, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Plug, plug, plug so it. I, uh, if I'm doing interviews, I do this. That's awesome. Except the first time I used a 
of course it I yeah, didn't up, work but it didn't work yeah, right yeah, yeah. get back and go yeah. oh yeah gotta make this shit up yeah <laughs> <laughs> well this thing is uh this thing actually works for recording bands too like you, yeah. you can they put settings on it so it won't uh like the bass won't overpower everything so right it's got these two cross mics in there sure so you can so. just uh basic room recordings to get demos down yeah as you yeah and, ideas. and i've done some show i've heard some shows with it too and cool. put a whole bunch please because it's uh yeah so so yeah we're recording anyway now we kind of just start whenever and go so this is uh, episode number 20 of Wish Please Radio, which is kind of cool. And the theme this week by our magic uh, theme generator is Chicago. So what we do is we kind of just hit a button and uh, on the internet search for, uh, I just found like a random word generator on Google and press away and it's given us some weird ones. But this is, you know, Chicago is a fairly straightforward one, I think, for, mm-hmm. a, for a music show. So uh, John Ascombe's not here today. He's, what he's doing? Playing ball hockey? Yeah, he's playing ball hockey. So I guess that's more important. <laughs> so it's me and Rob, and we're here with uh, John Kendall, who you may know. Um, I guess people listening to this probably might know you best from your, your time with Uptown. Probably, yeah, for the last... Uh, you were there for a long time, yeah. Uh, it was uh, 10 years. Yeah. Um, just trying to... Nine years. Nine years. Uh, from October of uh, 2003 to uh, October of... Uh, 2012 and uh, it ceased to be a standalone publication yeah Yeah. and uh, the less we talk about that the better yeah we don't need to we don't need to get into that it's cool it's cool but Uptown you know Uptown was widely read I think by the people who who were listening to our show and I mean uh, you know I know you from when I was writing reviews for Uptown and Rob you've been reviewed in Uptown so you know it's definitely a Mm -hmm. a Mm -hmm. well known uh, yeah yeah well known publication so so yeah anyways it's the Chicago theme and uh, Did, did they like you? Did Uptown like you? Yeah, what did they? I think my last review was an A. What about, I think they gave Magnum KI a pretty good review though, right? Yeah, Magnum KI probably got like an A+. Plus. Yeah. But it's like, um, no, it was a very nice review. Do you remember who wrote? Um, Jen Zeratti. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to get her on this show actually at some point. I think she'd be probably a pretty I, good I, I will recommend it to her. Yeah, that's because yeah. I think she'd be I'll be, be seeing her soon. Cool. Let her know. Great, okay. Well, anyway, Chicago. Uh, that's the theme. Um, I didn't, some of these themes we get are totally random. Like we have one coming up, it's leopard. You yeah, know? I've been. I'm glad that leopard isn't today because yeah. I have no idea what. To yeah, so I mean, that. this one's a little easier well, because I, I know what I'd bring for leopard. What would you? Well, think? I'd I'd bring you some Sheffield Rock and Roll. Okay. Def Leopard. Def Leopard, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Dumbest yeah. band yeah. name ever. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking like uh, Dennis Brown has a song called Wolves and Leopards. Show to play, but anyway, this, this isn't leopard. This is Chicago, which is more, <laughs> yeah. which is more I, straightforward. I, then, but you, should, you know, leopard skin. Uh, Pillbox just giving you yeah. ideas. Yeah, that you was know. that was on my list. A lot list of people too, yeah. wear leopard skin uh, yeah. spandex in the yeah. 80s. And yeah, yeah, I'm sure yeah. you could get some really bad metal on as a yeah, result. Yeah, yeah. Or just other wild cats. You know, I'm sure there's you think you can make it down the stretch, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because the themes are really uh, however we can fit it in to, to go with it. So I was going to maybe try to find songs about lepers. Lepers, yeah, that's all right. Uh, I'm sure there are some. I mean, I don't, I don't know any. Probably. Well, we did that one song for Shoshaku Jushaku. Oh, right, yeah. Leprosy. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, this is not leprosy. This is Chicago. So, um,. Did you want to play something first? Either of you? I mean, yeah, I, 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 can, I can go first. Okay, what do you got? What do you got? Um, I'll play uh, Resurrection by Common. Okay. Uh, the reason I wanted to play Common is because I think Common is like, mo- in more recent years, become kind of like a pop culture. Who's an actor now? Person, yeah. Like he's more concentrating on his actor acting, I should say. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel like he's done what a lot of old school hip hop artists have done who's stayed around too long is he's kind of become almost a parody of himself yeah like just the fact that every time you see him he's always like he's got the perfectly manicured beard and he's like he's a horrible actor like I don't think he's been good in any movie ever 
or any television show. Yeah, he dies in a lot of movies. Probably, because, I mean, you know, who wants to keep him around to the end? <laughs> why, why do they hire him in the first place? Well, because he's got status. He's I probably got so, a good yeah. agent. Yeah. And, he's uh, like the second-rate LL Cool J if they can't get... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he, he might even be more in demand than LL Cool J these days. Really? Well, I don't know. He's got ties to Kanye West and I stuff. I guess so, yeah, 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 yeah. But he's from Chicago, right? Is that where he's... Yeah, he's, he's from Chicago. And this song, he represents Chicago really well in it. Um, but yeah, like, I just wanted to play because... A lot of the people I talk to who don't know about his like history think he's just kind of a goof for his terrible acting. Yeah. But he, he like his first two albums like "Can I Borrow a Dollar" and and "Resurrection," are two like amazing classic classic records. And so I just kind of wanted to uh, show that side of him so people can get a better picture of why he's you know why he's such a cultural uh, figure. What do you think of his more recent albums? I'm not a fan of it. Like I understand that people grow up and then they want to try different things yeah. and his. Like, he was, in the beginning, he was kind of like an alcoholic to the point where you can hear him slurring on rap records. And he talks about really raw stuff, like a, like a lot of 90s rappers yeah. did. And um, he, you know, as he grew up, he just, I think, got more into, like, the peace and love stuff. And he just kind of started making these weird songs. He's kind of a hippie now, right? Those kind yeah, of those, yeah, yeah. He's kind of a huge hippie. And, like, he was always kind of out there, like... Um, I remember... When he was on that song, Respiration, that Black Star song, and in the video he was like, you know, Talib Kweli and Most Def are like in backpacks and he's walking down the street in like a fur coat, you know, even right. that's kind of like, he was kind of eccentric even back then, but um, yeah, this like this this album's Resurrection is from 94 and he was still kind of, you know, rough around the edges, yeah. so to speak, and um yeah, I, I have I have more to talk about about this album, but maybe we can do it after the song. Sure, so song. Yeah, so this is uh, Common Resurrection. In the gathering, possessed by a pattern that be scattering over the global. My vocals be traveling, unraveling. My abdomen is slime, is babbling. Grammatics that are masculine. I grab the men verbally, badgering broads. I wish they're madeline. Was back on video LP. Raps I make up like blacks do excuses. I feel like Noah. Look at my mellas up on deuces. If a broad ain't got a mind, a job with cribs, useless. Acoustic bass lines and brace rhymes while I chase mines. They say signs of the end is near. I wonder, can I walk a righteous path? Hold up here. Got more verses than a Kramer. Go off like a page of skills. Uglier than Craig Mack in your ear. I'm the flavor. My old bird said some of my songs sound like noise. Don't watch the bulls as much. They got too many white boys. A million black men walking towards one direction. For sure, the cream of the planet's resurrection. Black disciples and vice lords who don't give a fuck about my cause. Nice wars get up. Together, black risk it come. I'm wishing for a change. My man wants his change in a cup. Yes, sir. I'm in the mix a lot. Put them on the glass while I'm putting stickers on their ass. I rule everything around me like cash on the rocks of reality. Dreams get splashed and jams. I mask like Alan Alda. 
Cause not Thanks say hey As if I was little Walter 87 strip walker Taught the code of the area By staying within the barrier Exposed to stony stimuli With that I identify Brothers with whom I rotate Solidify the realness Skull cap smurf Puffy jacket Lug groups on Step of the beat It's like going to the county Being a neutron Like a swim bike when it dim light. I use insight to enlighten and write something to skin tight. Words of wisdom well from my windpipe. Imagination's in flight. I send like like Ben's kite. I've been right. It open like on gym nights. In fights, I send rice on hook with skins. My friends like I spend nights up in the fist. I've been indicted as a freak of all trades. I got it made. I bathed the bass lines, wrist to wrist, trying drums. Come from a tribal bum, hooked on Negro and mums. Had to halt with the malt liquor. Cause off the malt liquor, I fought. It's not my speech and thoughts with the crews of Southside streets. With no heat and no sticker. You I got my back and we don't get no thicker. 87 got my back and we don't get no thicker. Chicago got my back and we don't. Now check it. I'm a hoe but not a hoe. Ain't scared of no. When it's my turn to go, I gotta go. And I'm gone with the storm. was uh, Resurrection by Common. Um, yeah, this was his second album. On his first album, he went by Common Sense, but then I guess he... Uh, I'm not sure who it was who gave him cease and desist and he changed his oh, name Oh, there's a really bad uh, like pop reggae white people band called Common Sense. Oh, maybe that's it. Uh, they're really... Like, uh, they're I've seen American? Their C- Probably, yeah. Okay. I've seen their CDs in the dollar store, so I think that's, how, that's the right. level of uh, quality. So um, that song... Uh, Resurrection was the first song on the album. The second song was I Used to Love Her, which was... Yeah, that was a big hit, too. Yeah, that was the song where it's like he's talking ab- <laughs> he's talking about a girl the whole song, and then, you know, it turns out at the end so he's talking about hip-hop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. like, you know, it's like funny now, but at the time it was kind of like, you know, a cool way to write a yeah. song. But like one of the things about I Used to Love Her is he talks about how the girl goes out to the West Coast and she starts getting into gangster stuff and Ice it's Cube not too? as real. Yeah, so Ice Cube took exception to that. Of course, and yeah, and Ice Cube like wrote a diss song. It was actually a West Side Connection song. Yeah, and then yeah. Common came out with I See the Bitch in You. Yeah, yeah. Which was, which is crazy because he's coming at Cube really hard mm. all, all like the time kind of respecting that Ice Cube. Is Ice Cube? It has like real gangster connections and yeah. he's kind of being cautious. But yeah, like yeah. at the same time, you know, like I See the Bitch in You. Like that's pretty, pretty, you know, strong statement. I well, would. especially considering now he's like a soft kind of hippie movie star right but i think ice cube that's not the hippie part well that's kind of what i wanted to bring up too is because i actually think people always rag on ice cube for like how he used to be so gangster and now he's like making kids movies but it's like he's kind of 
like still really gangster. He's just making these really like shitty kids movies and just raking in cash. Oh yeah, he's making crazy money. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Did bottom line get paid? Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so who can but hate a Cube TV? could argue rationalize it as being gangster still, but he is making kids movies, right? He is. Yeah. He's saying yeah. fuck the police. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> that would be really funny if you just said that. It's interesting though <laughs> that, uh, that 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 uh, you mentioned the common Cube um, war of words uh, because. Uh, um, some of the young Chicago rappers um, these days are uh, are getting into it with Common as well. Oh. Um, Chief Keef, who's like this 17-year-old kid um, right. from from Chicagoland. I'm not sure what part of the metro area he's from, but uh, nonetheless, he's been um, um, bigged up as as being you know the next genuine street rapper from Chicago. <laughs> but he's playing with all kinds of uh, the gangsta images that to people who've been listening to rap since its inception know are old and jaded and yeah. etc. So he's talking about uh, guns and money and hoes well, etc. And 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 uh, the some of the accusations that have been leveled at him are that he's actually referring to real incidents that he's either been aware of or 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 allegedly been involved in. And comments called him out, you know, particularly since there was a spate of gang related shootings in Chicago last summer for kind of glorifying this sort of stuff. And Chief <laughs> yeah. keeps come back at him in in song. Um, and so hippie movie star common yeah, is, yeah. No, is uh, it, yeah. who was once um, you know edgy and trying to keep it real is is uh, now being common the teacher as it were right very interesting yeah well I mean that's I guess the route that a lot of old school guys have taken like Karis one being yeah. probably yeah, yeah, the yeah. most yeah. obvious example but it's unfortunate that like you you know you, that kids especially from Chicago where gun violence is such a problem yeah yeah um, you know, there's like there's like 500 murders a year in Chicago. It's crazy. It's insane. And yeah, for, I mean, that's kind of. If I was listening to uh, an NPR um, music or sorry news report earlier today, and uh, the uh, the thing the tail end of the story, which was about shootings in Chicago, was that uh, the police chief was not yet ready to say that things were getting better in Chicago. Uh, despite the fact that there were only 16 murders in March. <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. How many do we have here? Per year? 30 a year. Yeah, that's right. So it's like a half a half hour year. Have you seen that documentary, The Interrupters? I have not, no. What, what is it? It's super good. It's about these like ex-gang members in Chicago who go into the neighborhoods and try to uh, get gang members to stop dealing with guns. Okay. And uh, it's like the, it's the ex-gang members are like actually really have, you know deep dark pasts like right. one of them the, the leader is is the daughter of one of the biggest uh like drug kings and that ever came out of chicago and then like another guy was in jail for like 20 years for murder it's oh. like yeah it's it's really intense I actually speaking of npr i listened to this this american life episode about this one high school in chicago and the way they put it was that you don't choose to be in a gang. Yeah, you're you live on that block. So, so you're in that gang. gang. Yeah, and it's and there's yeah. like, where do you get the guns? And it's like, you know, like asking a kid, where do you get a gun? Like it's not a problem. Like yeah, the guns you, just there. If, if there's there. a problem, someone will hand you a gun. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's sad. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. Yeah. So that one was the resurrection. Oh, and I think resurrection refers to bringing back the real hip hop. Right. 
I like the beat, uh, and I love the uh, the intermingling of the you know the the modern scratching with uh, with sort of the jazz era tinkling pianos there. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I think that I might have to get back to you on this if this is for sure. I think that's No ID who made the beats, who um, kind of he came up with Common, and they both kind of made a career out of the, these first two albums. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's No ID. He's kind of. He's kind of uh, known for those jazzy samples. Cool. Very cool. It was good, yeah. I like it. Yeah. So, yeah, do you want, do you want to play a song now? Or? Sure. I'll, uh, um, well, you, you, um, you know, let me know last week, I guess, that the, the theme was Chicago. And yeah. And so I, uh, you know, sort of pulled up uh, the Chicago car on the uh, mental um, Rolodex. And uh, there's a lot of stuff on it. Um, but I realized after thinking about it for a while that uh, my biggest connection to Chicago was um, through a record label called Pravda Records, which uh, was uh, and still is a going concern in uh, an indie label, um, Northside Chicago, run by a guy named Ken Goodman. And it was essentially set up um, in 1984 to be the record label for Ken's band, which okay. at the time was The Service. And they were in uh, the mid '80s, kind of uh, scrappy replacements-ish, um, you know, kind of rootsy, kind of punky um, Americana uh, rock and roll band. Uh, not especially great, but uh, uh, when they were trying to be earnest, yeah. um, but they were really fun live um, because they they like to drink a lot and play get trashed and play uh, really bad covers and uh, and uh, Did you, you know, they did many many times they yeah. they uh, they came to Winnipeg uh, and played at the Albert uh, oh, wow. many times starting in like 86 87 oh, wow. and uh, by 1990 1991 they put the service which was their serious rock band yeah. in bed and became the new Duncan Imperials, okay. um, which was the same guys, just, uh, just uh, new Duncan Imperials, and they dressed up in straw hats and uh, um, di and uh, dime store uh, thrift shop tuxedos and uh, you know really bad uh, um, colored uh, stuff, and they used to throw popcorn and candy and uh, stuff all over the stage and use silly string, etc. Sounds pretty good. And uh, and uh, yeah, the, the hanky they made uh, oh god about ten records, and uh, they realized that as this kind of fun frat rock uh, goof band, yeah. they made more money and the they sold more band. records yeah. than yeah. their serious concern. And NDI essentially financed uh, Pravda Records, okay. uh, which is Ken's label, um, and uh, you know they've since put out. Um, some very serious records. There was a really decent um, Chicago band called Green. Um, they put out Wake Lou. Um, they uh, they have another um, imprint that they call Bug House Records. They've signed Tiny Tim. Oh wow! And NDI like New Tiny Tim recently yeah. they've signed him. Yeah. Still yeah. Is, yeah. And NDI and Tiny <laughs> Tim. Uh, well, I think Tiny Tim's dead now. Yeah, he? it must be. Yeah, yeah. but uh, uh, NDI and Tiny Tim uh, made a live record together. Oh wow! And uh, so for a certain group of people who I would, you know, I'm, I'm in my 
almost late 40s yeah. now. Uh, so um, a generation of Albert goers before you guys. Yeah, exactly. This is like um, heads but a, per, a purple, <laughs> a, a group of people that uh, a purple group of people <laughs> yeah, that uh, went uh, to the Albert in the 80s and the 90s. Remember NDI weekends as yeah. being extra special weekends. They'd come to Winnipeg and they'd play. This was back in the days when you could play a full week at the Albert still That's cool. in the early 90s. And they'd play, you know, so three sets a night over wow. six nights. Uh, they'd live um, in, the know, Albert? in the Albert yeah, on yeah. the second floor. And uh, and they uh, became honorary Winnipeggers. That's you know? cool. And, and they're from Chicago. And they're from Chicago. Yeah. And they did that for years and years and That's years really through cool. the nineties. Um, I wish bands still did that. That would be great. Yeah. The Albert having like a, a block of shows. That would be. Yeah. That would be, yeah. I would love that. And That'd so be great for touring acts too. For sure. It, yeah. Yeah. It'd be perfect. Yeah. It uh, it got scary at times. You know. And What's and the Albert. Right? I wrote about the service back. Um, when I was still writing for the Manitoban in yeah. like 1986-87 and then I wrote about I moved over to the Winnipeg Sun got a job there in 88 wrote about the service when they came through in 89-90 and then they announced that they were coming as new Duncan Imperials and not the service yeah. and we all sort of went oh well, we liked the service. Yeah. And then we went to see New Duncan Imperials, and they were hilarious, right? And uh, one of the songs on their uh, second record, which was called uh, The Hymns of Bucksnort, that's the kind of band they were, uh, was, uh, was Jägermeister, the chorus okay. of which was Jägermeister Blows Your Head Off. I know, and at the time, it was my first experience, the, the first time I'd ever read the name Jägermeister was right. on the back of the service album, right? And so you know I, I pre-internet days, didn't yeah. know what it was. I assumed it, it was beer. Yeah. And you couldn't get it in Canada at the oh, time. Oh, wow, that's crazy. And uh, so they showed up in Winnipeg with a case of Jägermeister. And uh, they saw the article in the sun. And right. some friends of mine had been saying, Kendall says it's beer! Oh, yeah. ah! So they and so they made yeah. me try it, yeah. And but it was it was a Friday night at uh, at the Albert, and I was in the singer um, calls himself their their band names uh, Pigtail Dick, um, Good Time Swarkovsky, uh, and um, and uh, Skipper um, Ken Goodman, the guy who ran Pravda, yep. he was Skipper, okay. obviously, so right? Good Time was the drummer, and uh, Pigtail Dick was uh, the singer guitarist, yeah. And uh, they were hilarious. And anyway, they uh, they made me drink almost an entire bottle of Jägermeister in uh, in the bedroom at the Albert. And you know, the last thing I remember was three thirty in the morning, and I was saying, "Guys, I don't know about this stuff." The next thing I know, <laughs> it was like four the next afternoon, and yeah. I was at home in my bedroom, and it was a seriously a dude, "Where's my car?" Yeah, moment. yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool that you got to hang out with them. I mean, even yeah. though you don't well, remember, we, I mean, but... yeah. But I mean, we were. Albert Barflies, yeah, and yeah. they were playing at the Albert. They yeah. became our friends. Right. You know, there was a group of 15, 20 of us. Well, and I guess if they're here there. for a week too, right? You get to exactly. Yeah, cool. yeah. That's something that doesn't really happen. I mean, you go to the Albert, you see a band play, they're milling around afterwards. But I mean, they're not. They're going. They're leaving the same night. So if you, I mean, if you want to, you know, yeah, you meet them and, and actually like get to know them, you can't really. It's just like hey. You're in the band. I'm oh yeah, the band. and these guys had Winnipeg girlfriends, and you know the girlfriends at home. Right, and they'd come to town, and they'd they be with their girlfriends here for a week. <laughs> That's crazy. That's great. So anyway, the the song I wanted to uh, to play from this record. This is. Uh, the very first service record, it's called uh, America's Newest Hitmakers. Okay. Uh, came out in 1986. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, the front cover is a, is a shot that was taken by Ken. I'll actually yeah, show it to you guys. Yeah, sure. Ken from Pravda Records. And it's a street musician in Chicago right uh, playing his accordion. 
uh, with his little puppy at his feet. I like that cover. So this yeah. was before they became the joke this band. Is, this so is before they became the joke band. But the song I want to play is called The Straight Song, okay. which kind of indicates where the service would end up. So I mean, America's newest hit makers, that's still a joke. Oh, completely. It's got to be. Yeah, it's completely be an Beatles absolute. Reference. It's a Beatles yeah, reference. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. right? right. And, uh, and the straight song is a song about sobriety. And uh, I've been straight for one day. Right. <laughs> are, they, are they still, is the New Duncan Imperial still around? Or are they... uh, the New Duncan Imperials officially retired, according to the Pravda Records okay. website, in October of 2011. Okay. That's but good. then I noticed that uh, in November of 2012, they had the first annual New Duncan Imperials reunion oh, shows. Yeah. <laughs> so annual, yeah, yeah. I guess they're going to get together probably for a weekend a year. Uh, now, I mean, these guys are, are um, my age and yeah. older. Yeah. Uh, Ken is probably 50 or 51. He's been living the life of an indie alt uh, music guy for 30 years yeah. since he left college. And, That's cool. Uh, but, you know, there's wives and kids and bills to pay and all those sorts of things. Probably no more Winnipeg girlfriends? Probably not, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, it's cool. And so the, when they when they switched over to the, the name, did the service still exist? Like for some shows, or was it done? It was done. Yeah. Uh, what they have done through the label is they repackaged some oh, yeah. of the the service songs because all these albums uh, were Probably cassette print, or right? uh, or vinyl, yeah. and uh, so they repackaged on CD um, twenty songs. But they didn't include the straight song. I th- be, you know why? The straight song eventually became an NDI song, okay. part yeah. of the NDI sets. One of the like, there were two or three service songs that stayed as NDI. Okay. Songs. So anyway, I'm trying to uh, encapsulate in the space of four or five or maybe six rambling minutes here yeah, yeah. what NDI and the service uh, cool. were to a group of uh, Albert Barflies here, yeah. in the late 80s and early 90s. Is there still any kind of following? I mean, I mean, I know they're not around anymore, but is there like kind of a cult... Uh fan base for them or is it just whoever still has their records kind of still has I, I, It's like anything else, whoever still has their records yeah. and, you know, it's... Um, you run into people that you used to see in those situations uh, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Hey, remember that night yeah. when? And you might uh, bring it back. And if you go back to someone's house for beers, they might go through the record collection. Pull it and pull out, it out. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. And so it's not like one of those things that's been like deluxe reissued and has like a new... Oh, no. And, and not like that at all. And you know what I mean, it's, right? Like it's, it's, no, yeah. it's not as... It's... Um, um, you know, but there, as you know, the world of collectors um, and uh, is... Um, Pretty bizarre. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if people uh, want weird stuff, well, there are there are guys here in Winnipeg, you know, who uh, are uh, are tracking down old obscure bands that might have sold ten copies yeah. of a yeah. of a single uh, thirty years ago, and yeah. are tracking down the masters and re releasing them digitally. You yeah. know, and that could happen here. They still own the label; it's still printing records. Uh, That's pretty much what Wish Police is. Yeah. yeah, pretty much finding old tapes of our bands from the mid nineties, digitizing them, throwing them online. Throwing so. them online. Yeah. So. But this is obviously a little bit higher profile than like. Well, you know, I mean, they 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 traveled. They toured, yeah, they they, they, yeah. they made a record with yeah. Tiny Tim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> and uh, and they had Steve Albini produced a, a service record, That's not cool. this oh, one. Right. That's right. Really um, but you know, I mean, a with lot money, of people, anybody with money, is Albini is is. Uh, um, not even an artisan because that the word art well, is in, the word art is in that word. Yeah. He he he's a craftsman, yeah. right? You pay me, I'll do it. Yeah, that's yeah. It would have been funny. Lot, it would have been funny to have Ted Turner on this show because he could talk about when uh, Steve Albini stayed at his house. Like when he's yeah. in the Stagmore record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that album. It's good. Yeah, so I was. That's I, a funny I, story. Yes, that would be a very funny story. <laughs> you know, you should get him on the show. Yeah. yeah, I should ask him. Yeah. Ted would, in fact, remember NDI and yeah. uh, and all of that stuff because Ted's nearly as old as I am. 
And I'll say that publicly, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Let's check out the song. Yes, please. All right. So that was, uh, what was the name of the song? The Straight Song? That's called The Straight Song by The Service, 
from Chicago on Pravda Records, and the cool. album is called America's Newest Hitmakers, which obviously is the Beatles uh, reference. Yeah, the a Beatles reference. That's pretty and, funny. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, the service in NDI, and they became uh, essentially honorary Winnipeggers. In fact, um, I found on a, an NDI cassette that I was looking at uh, before coming over. Um, they uh, put out an album that uh, was interspersed um, rather than uh, rap skits. Yeah. Uh, was interspersed with uh, crazy radio interviews they'd done. Oh, cool. So they had uh, they had uh, three part uh, interview from Finnish radio from oh, a yeah. European tour that they did in the nineties, and they had Howard Manshine uh, from Winnipeg uh, doing an that's intro weird. That's uh, weird. for New Duncan Imperial. So Howard had a nightly show uh, back on uh, on ninety seven five. I can't remember what it was well, called gone back so in the day. It's been right gone. Now. Yeah, I think it was CJKR at the at the time. Were we and talking anyway. about Howard Manshine with last episode with Ness? With Ness here. I don't yeah. think you got. I don't think we actually taped that. Though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we were talking about him. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so Howard Manshine is, is 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 preserved in. Uh, That's uh, hilarious. Howard's a legend, man. Um, <laughs> it's it's funny because like uh, it seems like Winnipeg. I mean. Like there's a, I just, we were talking on a different episode. We talked about how there's that uh, Husker Du single that has the song recorded of the Albert yeah. on there, and I mean that's the same kind of time period too. And mm-hmm. these guys having something with the Winnipeg connection. Seems like a lot of those kind of bands had like you know Winnipeg was a stopping a place to, to at least to play. Like I don't know. If well, I guess the, if you're in the northern states, like Chicago, yeah, I mean. Chicago and Minneapolis. That's yeah, from. The, yeah, yeah. The, so far away. The, and like you said, the replacements. You know, that's, that's the same area, um, same same part of the country anyway. Yeah. And this kind of reminded me of some of the early Soul Asylum albums. Um, exactly. Which is Minneapolis too, right? And well, we, Soul Asylum used to come up here and play the Welling Wellingtons as Loud awesome. Fast Rules. Oh, that was like their first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as punky, their very yeah. first band. That's awesome. And, and uh, oh hell, I saw Dave Perner's dick at uh, in the basement <laughs> of the Albert when uh, Soul Asylum <laughs> played uh, their no that's in the, the basement period. of Wellingtons. Oh yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah, they they played uh, Wellingtons. It was a Mike Lambert promoted show, uh, and uh, and they played fantastic. They were still really loud and yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the early albums the were awesome. Like and yeah, exactly. And this was um, oh god, right before and the horse they rode in on. So whatever, yeah, the yeah. hang and time, that was, that was hang like, time yeah, maybe. Yeah. Was and, that eighty six, eighty five? Yeah. And uh, they played a weekend at Wellingtons, went to see the Saturday night show, and everybody was out at, uh, from Winnipeg at the time. And uh, it was an incredible hour and a half, and uh, they basically ran out of songs to play. And yeah. so uh, Perner um, did uh, Mercedes Benz yeah. by uh, Janis Joplin, a cappella. And uh, Grant Young um, jumped out from behind the drum kit and pulled his pants down. And uh, and his boxers came down too, and uh, yeah, uh, the Mitch Funk line was uh, Perner, you're hung like a squirrel. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then he went on to date Winona Ryder and show up at the White House and meet Bill Clinton. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Case. And then run away. Same from... pants, probably. Yeah, probably. We actually mentioned Soul Asylum on the on the show with Ryan Simmons, and you guys were all laughing that I used to love Soul Asylum. I still love Soul Asylum. Yeah. And two shirts exactly the same. I I. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, right up to the Runaway Train record, I liked Soul Asylum. That was actually when I, you know, because I'm younger, right? That's the that's when I first heard them. With a lot of people, but then I backtracked. Yeah, and like some of their old stuff is, is great. It's just great. I, again, we talked about bands doing weeks in Winnipeg. Yeah, because, that would have been uh, great. I mean, um, the club that is now a strip bar now, um, uh, Archibald and uh, 
what's the street I'm thinking of? Archibald and Marion. Uh, okay. Teasers. Okay. used to be a bit, uh, club called The Circuit. And Soul Asylum played a week. How the hell did you get out The there? Circuit. What's that? How the hell did you get out That there? was the problem for uh, an oh, awful lot of the downtown yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, uh, you know, you got to take two buses and uh, yeah. that kind of routine, right? Yeah. Or you carpooled. And uh, so you'd carpool. But Soul Asylum played a week. That's awesome. Wow. And, uh, yeah. That would have been great to see, I'm sure. Um, I remember, I don't know if, I mean, I don't know if you know if this is true or not. Maybe you have some insight into it because you saw Dave Perner's dick. But um, I had read an interview with them. Is like, he circumcised? <laughs> that's what I was asking. But I'd read an interview with him, like, uh, around the time Let Your Dim Light Shine came out. Like, after, you know, the follow-up to Great Dancers Union. Yeah. And he was already super famous at that point. And he, the interview seemed to be implying that he has absolutely, like, he has some kind of condition where he has no sense of direction. <clears> where you let him out of his hotel room and he will get lost a block away. Like, the point where he's horrified and can't figure out how to get back home. I mean, I don't know if that's... I, I don't know if that's true or not. I hope uh, it is. It's crazy. I, I do know that uh, that uh, he relied on Dan Murphy, the, the red-headed yeah. guitar player, yeah. um, who now runs an antique store in Minneapolis. That's weird. Anyway. That's weird. Um, well, the bass player died, right? And yeah. And that's why they... Uh... And, How did he uh, die? Uh, cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Carl yeah. Mueller. Yeah, Carl Mueller, yeah. And um, they... Uh, Tommy Stinson played with the other guys at a benefit for Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And, but uh, they put out an album after he died too. But I don't know who's playing bass. Was Tommy Simpson playing bass on that or no? Just some studio guy. Yeah, they put out an album last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I kind of want to hear more about uh, Biff Naked though. Yeah, well, yeah. While we were, while we were talk, you know, listening to this song, you had mentioned some kind of crazy story about Biff Naked and strippers and whatnot. So, the, the, yeah, the ND, <laughs> the, the the service Pravda Records NDI connection to Biff Naked was that I believe I mentioned that these guys from Chicago would come up here and play weeks at the yeah, Albert, etc., yeah. do it three, four times a year, and they had, you know, Winnipeg girlfriends. Yeah. And uh, uh, Pigtail Dick, um, I'll, use his <laughs> I'll use his pseudonym to, yeah, okay. uh, to protect the innocent. Uh, <laughs> his, his, uh, his Winnipeg girlfriend was uh, a stripper named Candy, okay. who, which is not her real name. Um, is that she, the name you just came up with now? No, no, it was no, it was a real name. It was her stage yeah. name, and uh, and she um, she was not on the uh, uh, the A circuit, right? She wasn't doing that. <laughs> she wasn't doing shows at uh, at uh, at Teasers or uh, or the Gentlemen's Club right. or whatever the uh, the equivalent back then was. I probably know, but I've erased it from my memory. Anyway, uh, she was doing shows at like the Cowboy Lounge at uh, at the St. Charles. <laughs> Sounds gross. Yeah. And uh, and uh, you know, I mentioned Rick was the guy carrying the uh, who, the singer who you know pseudo intellectual always had a book in his yeah, bag yeah. and and he wrote the lyrics and etc etc etc. But then you'd find him um, before the show uh, warming up with a couple of beers, um, watching the girls at the right. Cowboy Lounge, which right. I presume is how he met Candy. Anyway, Candy's best friend was um, a young singer um, named uh, Biff Naked, who had uh, just sort of um, realized that she could sing and was becoming musical and had been uh, got herself into a band called Gorilla Gorilla, hmm. which uh, made kind of a name for themselves here in the late 80s, early 90s, and then moved to Vancouver. Right. And uh, we could actually do a whole show on Gorilla Gorilla and what all these guys are doing now. But, um, yeah, Biff uh, was a Winnipeg girl for a while, went to high school in St. James. Um, her real name's Elizabeth Torbert. And uh, I remember that when I was about 21 or 22, six, 17 or 18-year-old uh, Elizabeth Torbert 
uh, ended up staying at the house I was living in at the time for like a weekend because she had, uh, I don't know whether she'd run away from home or skipped out from her mother and sister or whatever, but she'd gone to a chocolate chocolate bunnies from hell show and it ended up at the, uh, where the road crew lived, which was across the street from the house I was living in. One of my roommates, you know, sort of found her outside that house crying on the sidewalk one Saturday morning and kind of uh, adopted her for the weekend. Uh, no, she just slept there at eight. Uh, as far as I know, there was no relationship or anything like that. She just needed a place to hang until yep. she got her shit together. Um, and she moved to Vancouver, like I said, with this band Gorilla Gorilla. Um, so she was out of Winnipeg long before she got famous, right? Because yeah. she always gets kind of name-dropped as being a Winnipegger. Yeah. But it's kind of and, like Neil Young almost, right? Yeah. Well, she left town in her uh, early to mid-20s and right. uh, went to Vancouver. And yeah, that's sort of... Uh, um, you know, I first realized she was maybe getting famous when she showed up in a moist video. She was in a moist um, video? Yeah, she was in their very first video. Oh. Um, anyway, the, but Gorilla Gorilla went uh, nowhere in Vancouver, but they were kind of a fun... Um, it's, it was like Chili Peppers with a with a punky edge and a girl singer. Mm. Uh, and early Chili Peppers. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. mofo party yeah. kind of thing. And um, the three guys, uh, Randy Steffes, the guitarist, he was from Beausager. Um, they all ended up crossing the, uh, the border and uh, getting green cards and working in the SoCal punk scene. <laughs> Randy ended up uh, becoming the sound man for Green Day. Oh, that's weird. Um, and at the time that Dookie blew up, yeah. um, Green Day fired its management, and, Ra- and Randy was the sound man and tour manager, and for a time, managing Green Day. That's weird. As millions of dollars were coming yeah, into yeah. there. And Rob's girlfriend's brother, um, Brad Linden, was the tour chef on that particular tour for, okay. yeah. uh, for Green Day. So the Winnipeg connection's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the drummer, Brett Hopkins, is now the road manager for Bad Religion. Oh, wow. And uh, the bassist, Kent Jameson, is the road manager for No Effects. That's crazy. These yeah. people like that's super like big time, you know? Like Yeah, that's wicked. And I guess when they became that it probably they were probably pretty small time bands with all of those. Exactly. Oh, no, it was they were peers, right? They were yeah, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird, this is kinda of interesting because like a lot of our shows I find that depending on who the guest is anyway, we kind of will do similar things where we're talking about people from like when we were going to show I, I, we had Greg Greg Arcade on here, right? Right. And I mean Greg's a few years younger than us even. And uh we, we were talking about some punk, you, you weren't here, you were in Europe at the time, but we were talking about some punk shows we'd been to back in the mid-90s, and it just went off onto these weird tangents about, like, all these people from these bands and these bands and stuff, and, and all these venues that are now closed and things. And, I mean, this is the same thing, it's just, like... Older, because I'm yeah, old yeah, as yeah, dirt, so yeah. <laughs> but there's all this stuff that, I mean, you know, like, there was even things when I was talking to Greg that he was, he was like, I don't know what you're talking about, I've never even heard of that band, right? But, I mean, you've got... Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. It's cool that Winnipeg always seems to. I mean, no matter where, when you're when you're involved in the music scene, every once in a while someone's going to break out and end up somewhere else, and they're going to be somebody. Yeah. And and, and and I'm sure it's in, it, it's similar in every oh, for sure. scene yeah, yeah, yeah. everywhere, yeah. right? But uh, yeah, and because so many of us are still here. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Winnipeg and, tends to do that. Like and that. there are those of us who who are still music fans, and uh, just because we've um, been around long enough, we're pseudo archivists of yeah. the of the scene and remember and can make the linkages. Right. Yeah. Like this leads to this leads to this. For sure. Yeah. That's what this. I mean. Yeah. yeah. You ever see that guy? That, it's an English guy who makes these charts, right? The, this band started yes. here, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. ended yeah, up that, yeah. down here, and you end up with Poison at the end of yeah. the chain. Right? Yeah, yeah, and it's all these <laughs> actually really good bands that yeah. all of a sudden now how did this happen? Yeah, yeah, it's like Skid Row or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I was cool. an English guy, and yeah, it was um, 
you know, back in the analog world, he, uh, pre-internet, he would uh, literally draw timelines of, uh, you know, name a band, yes, and uh, through all of their permutations and combinations, and he'd branch out. All the offshoots and all bands, the, yeah. All oh, the yeah, offshoots yeah. and the members, you know, and so you could start with... Was he know, autistic? Or? Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably uh, an, yeah. A, an English eccentric, shall we say, <laughs> uh, who might have enjoyed uh, combustibles from time right. to time. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's interesting, though. I definitely I think that, see some of I would like to see something like that for Winnipeg, because even so, oh, yeah. I mean, stuff from the generation you're talking about definitely tracks back to stuff from our generation of going to shows i've i've talked about this and and uh you know there's a there's guys who uh around that i've talked about it with yeah. um i've never been able to find the time yeah um, well, be a pretty big and thing. uh you know but there are people out there if we could find a week and get ourselves together for a week without yeah. fighting which would be a major thing anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh we could probably get it all down in some way shape well or and form. you also have to figure out how not to miss people too right i mean yeah I guess and, be and there and there have been there have be been up. facebook sites you know and there's some youtube yeah. channels and it's it's patchwork right yeah, all yeah, over the place yeah um Chris Walter's books, yeah. um, particularly the the autobiographical trilogy, um, are a really good starting point for the chronology of the, the early, early local punk of scene, the early local punk scene yeah. late seventies, early eighties, which yeah. was sort of I, I'm three or four years younger than Chris, but I'm of that vintage, right? And I've so, actually never read any of his books. I mean, uh, I've seen them all the time. They're they're, they're uh, roughly hewn, but uh, yeah. particularly if you lived it, they're yeah. uh, unputdownable. And then the novels are slowly but surely getting better. They're good, quick reads. Didn't he just do one about SNFU fairly recently, like some kind of a biography? He uh, just uh, yeah put out a biography, and no one else wanted to play. Um, I think it was the name of the book, and it was essentially a biography of Chai Pig and SNFU. Cool. And uh, yeah, he did one on personality crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Winnipeg Calgary band uh, that were big in our scene. Cool. And all that sort of stuff. Cool. Well, yeah, this could. Uh, mm. Oh, this honestly could go on forever. Yeah, maybe we should. We play the song. I mean, there's a. Uh, it's uh, it's inter- It's really interesting, though, especially because I mean, what I do, what the point of which police has always been, like, not the show, but the with the website has been like. Digging, I mean, putting out new music and making it available for free that we do and people we know do. But it's also like, here's a tape that we did like 10 years ago. It's going to just rot in my basement otherwise, so let's throw it on the internet. And I've been doing that with some bands where I don't even know people anymore or I, I've never knew them, but it's a tape that was, you know, long out of print. And if I can't get hold of them, I've still started putting them up and just putting a disclaimer like, hey, if anyone from these bands actually sees this, like, please, like, you know, it'll be some punk band that played three shows and they made a tape in like 1997. You know what? When I was uh, rooting through stuff in the basement, so you can edit this out later, but, but we don't edit anything. We just <laughs> I uh, I came across a bunch of uh, of um, cassettes, demo cassettes made yeah. by Winnipeg bands in the eighties. Cool. Which through my job at the Sun or at the Tumpet and other yeah, yeah. things, I, yeah. I came across like the the first two Crash Test Dummies demo tapes. Oh, weird! That, uh, That's that really got weird, them yeah. the deal. A yeah. Chantel Kreviazic demo tape. The songs that got the deal. It says on it that kind of thing. I don't know if I need to hear that, but no, you don't need to. Probably, it's probably like the I still have it. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. <laughs> but I still have That's, it. It's cool. Right? You still have yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so. and it's yeah. I don't think I've played it beyond yeah. the once, but, but uh, you just have it as an archive. Absolutely, it's, it's cool. It's really cool. Well, if you ever feel like uh, passing on any of that stuff for me to digitize and throw up on Witch Police, like not Kreviazic, because I don't like her music, but uh, <laughs> no, I've got some good stuff. We should go cool. it up on Witch Police. Yes, yeah, I'd yeah. be very happy to do it. But uh, let's talk about that later. And uh, I'm gonna play a song now. Yeah. So uh, I was thinking Chicago, um, 
and I know we already mentioned Steve Albini, and we mentioned him on almost every show in some way or another. He comes up. I want to play Big Black. I oh, played yeah. Big Black before uh, on the, one of the first episodes we did, and that was before we had the theme thing going. So it was just kind of like, hey, here's a song I like. Let's play it. But I'm gonna play uh, this particular song from Songs About Fucking. Uh, the song is called uh, Casimir S. Pulaski Day, and I had to look up what that was, and it's got a tie to Chicago, well, obviously to Chicago because, you know, Big Black and Albini, but apparently it's a day, let me just look this up here, Casimir uh, Pulaski was uh, a Revolutionary War cavalry officer born in Poland, and he's known for his contributions to the U.S. military uh, in the Revolution, and so it's a day, there's a day named for him, which is, uh, this year it's going to be, Mar or it was March 4th, it's um, the first Monday of each March, and it's uh, celebrated by cities in the U.S. that have large Polish populations. populations. And Chicago has, Chicago a, has huge a huge Polish, Polish population. population. So, yeah, so Big Black on Songs About Fucking, which, you know, is an album everyone should own, um, has a song called Casimir S. Pulaski Day. So let's listen to it, and then we can uh, talk about Big Black and other things in that. Let's do it. Casimir S. Pulaski Day by, uh, that's a weird noise, Big Black um, from Songs About Fucking. Uh, I don't think the song has anything to do with uh, the holiday. Uh, it sounds like from the lyrics that there's a street called Pulaski in Chicago and it's like about a, like a drive-by. Oh. So it just happened, it happens on the street. Mm. So I mean, I think the day is just because it's a common holiday known in there. You know, I, I, I imagine. Because uh, what's that guy's name, that uh, Christian guy, uh, Stevens, uh, what's you know, the first name that's unpronounceable? 
has the Illinois album, and he has a song with the same title. Sufjan. Yes, thank you. I never know if it was like Sufjan or Sufjan or Sufjan, whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of that guy, but he has a song also, Casimir Pulaski Day, and that whole album's about Illinois, so I mean, I guess it's a, a fairly... He's a he's in a group with Sun Lux and Serengeti, who I'm going to play next. Oh, that's a good connection. Mm-hmm. Excellent. That's cool, yeah. yeah. Um, what we were saying during the... Uh, while we're listening to the song is that um, like about the live footage of Big Black when you when you look it up and you see like um, young Steve Albini kind of and it's super aggressive well I mean I, the music's super aggressive but I kind of feel like his whole thing was um, really like his whole persona was like fuck you to everybody because yeah. after this he went into that band called Rape Man yeah. which like even by the name is just like offensive you know and some of the art was like super offensive and stuff so I, I mean I definitely get the impression that uh, he had a lot of yeah a lot there, of was that, work out. there was that <laughs> well there, there was that really dark post-punk Chicago thing that was, um, you know, almost industrial and well, yeah, uh, this is like and, very and collected to and connected to anger and sex and death, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And ministry came out of that. Al Jorgensen yeah. stuff, and and I'm sure that it's Steve and Al probably uh, cooked up some wild sounds amongst sure, other yeah. things uh, back in the '80s. Well, it's um, interesting because we play a lot of post-punk on the show. You do especially, Rob, actually, and like mm-hmm. um, that tends to be more European stuff, though. Yeah, it's and it's not as not as aggressive at all. Like it's same but time depends. Like, well, I mean, I guess I mean because all that stuff spawns from throbbing gristle, which is which is super aggressive. aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. throbbing gristle is amazing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, just in terms of like it's synths rather than distorted guitars kind of thing. Yeah. You know? So I, I don't but know if it's just a yet, yeah, yet, original Am- thing. Or America yeah. spawned the hardcore thing. Yeah, yeah which, which was America's post punk was yeah, it's was more punk. Uh, <laughs> was hardcore orthodoxy, right? Yeah, yeah, Harder yeah, yeah, than yeah. you. Yeah, and but you know, people who like sound other than the sound of uh, of skinheads screaming to over uh, yeah, yeah. overdriven guitars were experimenting as Albini and others were with beats and Drum incorporation yeah, yeah. of synth etc uh, into it you know and the look even the, the musical look of, of Big Black or the, the, the visual look of Big Black was, was uh, kind of futuristic in that uh, he had this uh, headless guitar with a very tiny stock and, yeah. and uh, it looked like the thing the, the only other place you would see a guitar like that would be in like chic yeah yeah, you yeah know, black yeah. disco bands yeah. um and yet he's out here fronting it uh this futuristic looking instrument with a backed by a, beat a drum box, machine yeah, you yeah, know, yeah with these big black plastic glasses and then this yeah. this really skinny guy looking as like the scariest human being yeah. in the world it was it's compelling stuff and it's super angry yeah and i guess like um what was i, I was gonna say about it actually and it's gone from my head probably doesn't matter it happens oh this is the title of the album I mean, yeah. like you can't, you know, you can't say it on the radio. We can say it on this radio. Yeah. But, like, it's pretty confrontational. Just, like, I mean, it's a hilarious album title and the cover and everything. But, I mean, you know. Well, that's, yeah. That's something that basically is going to get blacked out in, you know, uh, around the time when they're doing all the parental advisory stuff, too, right? I mean, having that as the title of your album, it's basically like, you know, fuck you if you don't want to listen to this. I don't care. Oh, yeah. yeah. Again, that was uh, um, a part of uh, the... You know the confrontational ladies, particularly yeah, yeah, yeah. people. You know the the Chicago guys did it, and and uh, um, the alternative tank tentacles and San Francisco guys were doing it as well. And it was that of uh, let's get Eicher paintings and let's get yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, uh, call our album songs about fucking yeah. and and uh, let's call our band the Dead Kennedys yeah, and sure, try yeah, and yeah. be as in your face as we possibly yeah. can. With and I mean, stuff. I guess for that too, that's in the eighties, and that's you I mean, know, Ronald Reagan years. was president. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, calling Band the Dead Kennedys now in 2013 it wouldn't have as much impact, I don't think. Because, I mean, that, that was in the 80s. Their parents were quite aware of 
they were they saw it on TV probably you know the, the oh, Kennedy, yeah. yeah so uh, the one thing I, only other thing I wanted to say about this I mean I think um, you know I think we, people get the idea about Big Black at this point um, there's a thing in the liner notes of the album here it says if you ever in, if you ever in Chicago don't stop in it's a small place we got to kind of like I kind of, I kind of, I kind of Chicago and Winnipeg kind of have the same sort of you know the Chicago of the North and everything like Winnipeg yeah. and I kind of feel like not having been there I had an opportunity to go there once and I, I blew it but um, when I was in high school. But, what happened? Well, it was I was in IB for a year, right? Yeah. And I went on a school trip to Chicago, but I was in the process of going back to regular school because IB was a, I didn't like it. Yeah. So I kind of crossed over and I didn't, didn't go on the trip. But I, I kind of get the impression from music and other art from Chicago and that that it has the same kind of like tightly knit, sort of isolated vibe, you know. And it's people are very kind of uh, fiercely into being from the place, right? But also kind of hated, right? Because that's what Winnipeg is, right? Yeah. I mean, I love being, I love Winnipeg. And like, on the other show, when I said it's the greatest city in the world, you guys like laughed at me, but I was serious. Yeah, well, Winnipeg, <laughs> Winnipegs are proud to be from Winnipeg, but they're also like proud to be from Winnipeg because it sucks so bad and they survive. It's like a badge of honor, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, I, I'm from Winnipeg. And yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the yeah. Simpsons thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I was born here. What's your excuse? <laughs> What's yeah. your excuse? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, anyway, big black Casimir uh, Pulaski day. I don't think there's anything more I need to say about it. No. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. Other than, I'll just read you this little nugget from the liner notes. Right. Um, yeah, Steve Albini, guitar sking. Steve uses and endorses heroin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Cool. So, yeah, Rob, you got something else you want to... Uh... Uh, yeah, I'm going to play a song by another Chicago uh, rapper named Serengeti. Okay. Um, it's a little different than uh, what I played earlier, the Common song. He's... He's a guy who's uh, who I first became aware of because he was on the Anticon record label. Yeah, uh, he released his first album on. Where Where is that based out of? That's Anticon's based in Oakland. Okay, I actually thought it was more. I'm wrong. Hey, go on. Well, yeah, Anticon... I thought it was like somehow related to Minnesota or something. Well, it's kind of it's related to Rhyme Sayers in a sense that in the late '90s, early 2000s, there was a huge. Um, avant-garde underground hip-hop movement okay. in the states and the two major labels that came out of that were rhyme sayers and anticon where rhyme sayers has kind of really kept to a more purist view of of hip-hop releasing you know like atmosphere and now yeah. um um fucking the guy oh man i can't believe i can't think of his name right now the Bro albino guy the albino oh, guy brother ali yeah brother, brother ali yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, um, uh, POS, who I played on the show before. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and Anticon was really experimental to the point where they were kind of confrontational in the hip-hop scene with how experimental they were to the point where they would get beat up a lot at shows and wow. stuff. And uh, But they've Anticon's recently kind of gone away from hip-hop music into a lot of more like electronic and, and different kinds of music. To the point where one of the the guys who started it, Soul, um, left the label a few years ago, which is you know he was he was there at the beginning and he, he kind of started it and he left because I guess he didn't like the direction that it was going in. Right. Um, but anyways, the Serengeti guy put his uh, album out on Anticon in two thousand seven, and he put another one out in two thousand eleven, which was produced by Yoni Wolf from uh, Y, which I've also played on the yeah, show yeah, before. Yeah. And, uh, but this song I'm going to play is called Denehi, and, um, the reason I'm playing this song in particular, uh, 
I was originally going to play a song from a themselves mixtape that Serengeti yeah. uh, does all three verses on, <laughs> and that was like kind of the first Serengeti song I really got into. And Gel, the producer from themselves, is from Chicago too, so I thought it kind of made sense. But I decided to play this song, Denny Heat, because this is from the album of the same name, Denny Heat, where uh, Serengeti actually plays a character named Kenny. Kenny Dennis? Is it related to Brian Dennehy in any way? Yeah, this song's about how his favorite actor is Brian Dennehy. <laughs> That's hilarious. He's like, a, he's like I drink I drink O'Doul's, uh, what does he say? I drink O'Doul's, Cubs, Blackhawks, Bulls. And that's like kind of the chorus, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, he's kind of doing this character of the Chicagoan, like I think, you know, blue collar kind of Chicagoan guy. Yeah. And so this whole song is just kind of a, a parody slash maybe love song to Chicago I'm not really sure where he's coming from this isn't this isn't like I'm not picking this song because it's my favorite Serengeti song but just because it's the most Chicago Serengeti song Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. is that I've heard anyways okay so yeah I mean that's all yeah, I've, I've, I've never heard of this guy at all until you mentioned that you were well, playing it so easy. And you said it was fairly recent, too. Like it's, yeah, it's this, not like this a... song is probably from, like, 2011. He had an album he put out last month, which I did try to play a song from just because it would have been the first time ever we played a song from a brand new album. But Yeah, we tend to usually play older just because yeah. we're more familiar with it, I guess. But right? I'm not really familiar with that album, and I did listen to it just all the way through to see if I could play something from it, but nothing really grabbed me, and I think I need to listen to it a few more times. But... Um, this song definitely fits the uh, theme. Cool. And I can talk a little bit more about Serengeti after, but that's... Sure. Yeah. yeah, let's check it out. Denny. Drink all those bears, hawks, socks, bulls. Play a little poker, spin 
time with the wife. Take her out to Bennigan's. See if they cook chops right. Go and get a laser disc. Projection screen TV. Portillo's Italian beef. And a movie star Tommy B. Back in the damn viewer. Cut on WCKG. Caught a song by Glenn Fry and an interview with Dennehy. So I'm driving down Western Ave. Think I better stop at Zayers. Got a splitting freaking headache. So I popped a couple bears. So I'm back in the damn viewer. Think I need an oil check. The baddest of George Thorough. Good smoke stalks on my deck. Read the sports section. Bears and their O line. Trying to find a decent Fiero with a for sale sign. Cut on WCKG. Huey Lewis and the news. The heart of rock and roll is still beating. Do, 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 bears, Favorite actor, Denny. Favorite drink, all those. Bears, Hawks, Socks, Dose. Favorite day, Sunday. Favorite team, the Bears. Favorite store, Ventures. Sayers, Sayers. Favorite show, Danza. Also, the news. Weatherman, Skillin. Music, the Bulls. Favorite actor, Denny. Favorite drink, all those. Bears, Hawks, Socks, Bulls. Get 10 wins, 10 wins, Dennehy on your line, Berenger at tight end, Berenger favorite actor, Dennehy, favorite drink all dolls, Bears, Hawks, Sox, Bulls, favorite actor, Farina, Andrew, Tons, Bucks, Chops, Bucks, they're done, Bears, Hawks, Sox, Bulls, 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 favorite actor, Farina, Andrew, Tons, Brats, Chops, Dogs, they're done, favorite coach, Dicka, Vacation Place, Johnson, Sausage, Johnson, Chicken, Swanson's, other actor, Berenger, linebacker, Buckus, Chop, Peppers, Tomatoes, Onions, 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 Favorite Mayor Daly, Cigarettes, Coles, Sandy, Makes, Great, Dolls, Favorite Judge Mathis, Favorite Drink Old Dolls, Hawks, Cubs, Bears, Bull, Favorite Tower Sears, Favorite Song to Shuffle, Jays, Fritos, Doritos, Ruffles, 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 yeah. Okay, that was Dennehy by Serengeti, which is obviously very about very much about Chicago. And uh, yeah, uh, that's he's like doing kind of a character on that song. He doesn't usually sound like that. He's overemphasizing his it's Chicago strong, accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his stuff is usually very like um, very poetic and very uh, very like everyday life. Like really not your typical rapper i shouldn't have to say that but you kind of still have to you do sometimes yeah. yeah yeah but he's he makes really interesting stuff like his new album called it's called saul s-a-a-l i think that's how you pr- pronounce it but like there's almost no beats on the whole album it's just like guitar loops and him just mm-hmm. very very kind of mellow kind of stuff that's cool i liked it i really it's funny like i mean yeah it's a funny song it's like yeah. favorite tower sears yeah <laughs> favorite smokes cools yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good yeah, yeah, yeah. i love that yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And and uh, as you say, the overemphasized, um, you know, Chicago white boy working class yeah, yeah. accent, the yeah. bears. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah. Uh, that was that's lots of fun. That was good. Yeah. I almost and the Brian Dennehy thing, like you know, we were talking about you know what he's been in and stuff, and he's been in everything. And uh, whenever I think I, I was actually thinking for the show of movies um, that I would have to play someone from the Blues Brothers. Oh yeah. Because yeah. that movie to me is all you know, just pretty much very Chicago specific. Yeah. And Illinois specific, I guess, more in general, but like it's mm-hmm. uh, that's what I think of. His first thing is Dan Aykroyd, who's Canadian, but like you know, he's very associated with Chicago. Yeah, well, that but the time. Belushi brothers were Chicago. That's right. So, yeah, so that's the it's the actual connection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Aykroyd almost has the accent better than they do. Like I mean, because it's more it's more exaggerated, right? Yeah. yeah. It's just this, this, the whole Second City thing, right? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's the, there's the link. Yeah. That, yeah, the comedy link. Second yeah. City to SNL was for kind sure. of the path yeah. In, yeah. The, in the 70s. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so 
what are we, 40 years later, uh, Sarah Getty, a guy named David Kahn. Is his name? Yeah, is uh, from Chicago, is doing Chris Farley, doing Belushi, doing Aykroyd, yeah, doing yeah, yeah, Second yeah. City stuff, That's right? Cool, yeah. And yeah. I, I really like that. That was good. I, I actually kind of want to, I'm almost disappointed that he doesn't always rap like that. <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I actually, I'm, I kind of want to check it out though. That was really good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's good. Um, how, did you, uh, how did you hear about this guy? Uh, well, I think I just knew from him because I usually pay attention to Anticon. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also uh, he was on that themselves mixtape. Themselves put right. out a mixtape that was like songs that didn't make their last album. And the song you wanted to play had him on it that you were thinking of playing had him yeah. on it too, right? So, yeah, which is a really good song too. But I just you know this song is obviously so fits the theme that I, I sure. figured I should probably play it for sure. Onions, onions, onions. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I like it. Very cool. And what's the band he's in with Sunlux and Sufian? I think it's just called SSS. I've actually never heard of it, but it's or I've never I've heard of it, but I've never heard never of heard them. It, yeah. Right. Um, cool. Yeah, Sunlux. I'm actually I like too. The, he's interesting, uh, interesting artist. But for another show. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, there's enough enough shows going around that uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we gotta play. You know, you're limited to six songs. You know, it's kind of hard to uh, yeah. To cover this one actually was kind of difficult for me to be honest. The Chicago theme. Yeah, because there's lots of artists from Chicago, and obviously there's like a lot of old, you know, blues and ragtime songs about Chicago. But I didn't. I'm not really into, into that. that. Yeah, I'm gonna end the show with some of right. Like so yeah, it was actually kind of a little bit. I mean, I I mentioned before how I considered. I mean, I wasn't really gonna play Kanye West, but I did consider it yeah. like. Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and actually, one thing we did in the last show that I think was interesting is we kind of mentioned. Uh, about the midway point, like stuff that we were thinking of playing that didn't make the cut. So yeah. I mean, that's kind of what you're doing now. Well, I think that's worthwhile to just, you know, because we only have this limited amount of time. So to mention some stuff that, that didn't didn't cut. I mean, I was thinking of playing um, uh, the Art Ensemble of Chicago, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, really kind of experimental uh, 60s, 70s jazz. Yeah. Um, that was huge in Europe. And I was going to play something off a soundtrack to a movie they did in France. But it's nine minutes long, so I'm not going to do it. Right. I was also going to play Sun Ra, who spent a lot of time in Chicago. And yeah. uh, named one of his labels. He has a song called L is the Sound of Joy, which is about the, the L train. Oh, the L. Mm-hmm. And then his label was L Saturn Research. And yeah. it was related to a bunch of things, but the L was from that. So I was going to play Sun Ra, and I was going to play a bunch of stuff. But anyway, that yeah, that was... And, uh, and uh, yeah. Um, honestly, the first thing that popped to mind for me was Cheap Trick. Yeah, <laughs> Rockford, Illinois, man, right. and that's uh, interesting because Big Black does that single, which they where they cover Cheap Trick and they yeah. dress like them and everything on that. Yeah, and uh, there's uh, um, again guys of a certain age, and I think it's because we were all twelve in 1977 uh, or 78 when uh, At Budokan came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, absolutely <laughs> and completely in love with Cheap Trick's mix of uh, of uh, crunchy guitar- guitars, crunchy guitars, yeah. and five necked guitars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, two goofy guys, two hairspray guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, Cheap Trick was lots of fun. And, I remember hearing uh, this and, you know Surrender, about... and and it was just a great, great yeah, rock yeah. song. Well, they were they were big at that point, I guess, because that live album is so huge. Well, that live album was the thing that yeah. turned them from uh, a club act into a, uh, an arena rock act. I remember hearing their drummer was uh, in a band with one of the guys from Hanson at one point. Like this is years, obviously years yeah. after the, which is I, I imagine it didn't do too well. I, I, I <laughs> Bunny Carlos, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. yeah. Um, the mustache so, and the cigarette. And, uh, so anyway, I was thinking of Cheap Trick because because yeah. uh, I knew it would resonate with guys my age and uh, who, none of whom are listening to the show. None of whom are listening <laughs> to the show. Yeah, no, Cheap Trick was good until the Flame, and then um, 
there are still people who go to like they they'll do uh, shows now at like First Half and they'll play uh, all of In Color their wow. 1975 album. And he's still got, what's his name? Still the hat? Go, oh yeah, Rick Nielsen's completely <laughs> bald now. He's not shaving his head anymore. It's really bald. Um, so anyway, there was Cheap Trick and then um, I was thinking about uh, uh, the Proper Record stuff that we yeah, talked yeah. about, but um, there was a band called Green that I really used to like from Chicago. Um, I thought about early Smashing Pumpkins. I thought about some AMRAP stuff. And, yeah, that would uh, be cool, yeah. And, uh, you know, how Jesus Lizard originally started in Texas but kind of became a Chicago band. There's another Texas that. band. Mm, right? All right. Because t- we actually talked to on a previous show about how uh, it seems like all this stuff from Texas over the year, decades, they seem to be put, like a lot of really great music comes out of Texas, which kind of is contrary to the stereotype that a lot of Canadians have of Texas. And well, I don't even get into it again, but it's interesting. It's another band. Oh, I yeah. Have a list of Ab- great Texas I, like, I can see why. I've been to Texas. It's a fucked up place. <laughs> and you can see exactly where Jesus Lizard comes yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can see exactly where butthole surfers come from. And that's why, that's why we and, were talking about And uh, at the same time, you know, there's an incredible um, Americana tradition. And there are players down there who, who would blow your, your doors off oh, that bet, you've yeah, never yeah. heard of. That never play outside of Austin. That yeah, probably they never play outside yeah. of two clubs yeah. in Austin, right? Yeah. So what? And, what are you gonna? Are you well, I'm, I'm still. On, I'm still on my rant here. Yeah, yeah. And then there was this. Uh, you know, Chad figured blues. Um, one of my jobs uh, when I was 18, 19, 20 was I worked for the University of Winnipeg program department, and we put on a series uh, called Blues Riddell, a concert okay. production series that did shows at La Rendezvous, the old late lamented La Rendezvous, yeah, yeah, and yeah. in the. Uh, in Riddell Hall in uh, the basement of the university. Yeah. And uh, the guy who was the, running the UW program department was a guy named Neil Kimmelman. He went on to start Jazz Winnipeg Festival. Oh, but cool. before that, he uh, did the, the Riddell series, and Blues Riddell. And he was f- good friends with a guy named Bruce Iglauer. And Bruce Iglauer started Alligator Records. Oh, cool. So all of the Alligator Records acts used to come to Winnipeg via Blues Riddell. But Alligator did not just only blues, because they got some reggae stuff that Alligator put out. Like, you know, they, they've gone all over the place. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I, didn't rec- I didn't realize there was a Winnipeg connection, actually. Yeah. I've always known the label existed. Exactly. Though, and Bruce cool. Iglauer um, came to Winnipeg to the Blues Riddell Festival. I remember sitting down and having beers with him. Uh, after doing sound at a show. Cool. And so I was going to play Little Ed in the Blues Imperials because yeah, I yeah, first yeah. came to Winnipeg in like 1985 to play part of the Blues Riddell show. That's cool. And, you know, they had the car wash blues and that was Little Ed's uh, thing wearing the fez and yeah, uh, yeah, having yeah. the long guitar cord and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, then he became a crackhead and disappeared for 15 <laughs> years and uh, now he's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, um, and then I thought, uh, oh, I... I could do some go back even further to the chess records days and there's this classic track of uh of um it's a youtube clip actually of uh mick jagger and uh keith richards sitting in with muddy waters and his band at uh the club called blues on halstead street in chicago it's tiny tiny club is this when they're already famous or is this this is when they're already famous yeah Yeah, it's like early 70s so he's 70s jagger right he's wearing jumpsuits and stuff um yeah. actually i think it's a football shirt in the in the thing yeah. but sitting in with mighty waters cool. and, you, and you and uh and not see, ruining it or do they and ask? not ruining it <laughs> no no actually you know yeah. um muddy letting the boys play yeah. and uh and and keith being you know keith part of the band yeah, playing yeah. off That's the guys cool. right cool. which was 
really kind of cool. And so you see where the Stones came from and yeah. the whole wave of um, blues influence, British rock and roll that evolved into you know this monster that we have now, yeah. which becomes Big Black or somehow down, somehow down or whatever. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, but anyway, um, then I just realized that my favorite Chicago band in the last twenty years has been Wilco. So that's where I went. Cool. And then uh, uh, my first exposure to Wilco was not AM. Uh, I kind of missed Uncle Tupelo and the the first dawning of the alt country era. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until being there that I got turned on to Wilco. Cool. And my favorite song on being there was uh, Out of Sight, Out of Mind. Uh, they they do the song twice. There's a two CD set. Okay. And there's uh, the first version's called uh, Out of Sight, Out of Mind. And on the second disc, there's uh, a reprise of it, and it's called uh, Out of Mind, Out of Sight. And I'm going to play the first version, Out okay. of Sight, Out of Mind. It's kind of like the, uh, hey, hey, my, 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 hey, hey. Exactly. Mm. Cool. Exactly. Oh, yeah, and complete uh, nod to Neil, for yeah, sure. Yeah, in the style-wise, too, like the changing of the, there's one heavy, one light? Yeah. Cool. Cool. Let's check it out. Okay, so this is, this is the light one, I take it? No, this is the heavy, this heavy one. one. Okay. Yeah. All right, here we go. No. Listening to it again, 
it reminded me of why I liked it initially the first time, and I've since gone on to enjoy Wilco in its its many directions and many facets. They've been they've been alt country. They've been almost twee folk. They yeah, did yeah. stuff with Billy Bragg. They made uh, yeah, they made there. a couple of noisy ex experimental records. Yeah. Um, and uh, but I remembered that the reason that I loved that song and that band was I was I was looking for the next replacements after yeah. the replacements broke up and uh, and so I well that really sounds looked, like, yeah, yeah I looked in lots of places you know early Soul Asylum which we were talking yeah, about yeah, earlier yeah. Um, see I like how Soul Asylum's getting redeemed here a little bit because <laughs> I'm not really sure you guys were just like ah fucking runaway train you know okay I'm your Soul Asylum guy right, <laughs> right they'll right. probably laugh at me too yeah they'll probably okay, who's this I'm, old guy especially when I'm not in the room yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right and the, the first couple of Goo Goo Doll albums I don't were, know were, see were, I'm uh, gonna have to check trust it out me really good there's an album called Hold Me Up which absolutely fantastic and uh They've got a guy named the Incredible Lance Diamond. Goo Goo Dolls okay. are a Buffalo band. And um, Lance Diamond was the best lounge singer in Buffalo. Okay. And, uh, and he does uh, a version of uh, Princess Never Take the Place of Your Man. Um, with the Goo Goo Dolls backing them up really at, punk, at punk rock speed. It's absolutely fantastic. It will be played on Witch Police before I die. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are, there, are there Buffalo bands? Like, yeah, who, I can't even think of anyone else from Buffalo. That's always just in a Buffalo band like Buffalo. Like who, Who's from Buffalo? I, I don't Vincent get, Gallo, I guess? Is he even from Buffalo? Or just made that mo he must be if he made that movie. Like, that's I pretty, think that movie's like, like semi-autobiotic. Yeah, 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 yeah. And John was actually going to play Vincent Gallo. When it was not you, either, John. He was yeah. going to play... Uh, Vincent Gallo one of these shows he, he uh, changed his mind last minute but. didn't Vincent Gallo make, make the brown buffalo that's a brown bunny the he brown made buffalo bunny. 66 though brown buffalo oh sorry that's uh, that's, that's the Oscar, a Hunter yeah. S. Thompson yeah, reference Oscar Acosta Oscar yeah. Zeta yeah. Acosta that's right yeah yeah, yeah. okay that's that yeah, book you we're all over the place yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but Wilco yeah out of sight out of mind um, that's good yeah loud rocky um raunchy guitars there's a lot of stuff on that record it, when it was you know AM was kind of the very studied alt country album yeah well that was right um, coming right after Uncle Tupelo right exactly yeah. and uh, and then this though put elements of power pop and, uh, and on that, this one, yeah. that um, you know sort of punky uh, um, soul R&B feel and some tracks there's horns on this record yeah yeah you know? what year is this and what year is horn? this is 1996 and uh, yeah and they came, they toured on this record and uh, saw them at uh, the late great Le Rendezvous uh, again. What we need is in this town these days is uh, an eight hundred to thousand yeah, person yeah. hall that doesn't suck. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that really replaced that ever. No, I heard there's I heard there's some guys like promoters slash DJs in town who just bought a, a space on uh, what would it be East the East Exchange. So okay. Like on oh yeah, the other side of, by the river. Yeah. 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 So that's, well, that's cool, like a warehouse kind of space. Or? Yeah, well, it was one of those old clubs. Okay, I don't know which one. There was a few clubs. That there used was a to few be down clubs there. down there. Yeah, but yeah, so it's one of those old clubs, and they're kind of. Uh, I think they're going to have like a main room, and then a side room. So it's oh, going to cool. be kind of yeah. an alternative to, you know, to, the, to yeah. fill a void and to. The, the, the thing that was good about Lorani was was um, were you, guys, you guys must have been yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I saw it, I yeah. saw Jiru yeah. the Damager there. Yeah, I, I saw Propaganda there. I saw, I saw Propaganda. Yeah, that was a good there, show. Yeah. That was Farm uh, Fresh. Farm Fresh and Moodrop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Malfaction. Yeah. yeah, I remember yeah. getting uh, not knowing what Malfaction was and standing right in the pit, and then 
immediately as soon as the first quarter hit, getting like punched halfway across. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Upside uh, down, your glasses yeah, shattered. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like a little teenager. And I'm just like, oh, this is awesome. I still, have, <laughs> still, I still have a malfunction tape. You know, like it. But, but that place held. You know, it's just basically a big room, right? Yeah, there was nothing and, to it, and, just, and yeah. it was so twice the size of the pyramid. Um, yeah, yeah, easy. And uh, with pretty decent sight lines, you could see the van from wherever you were. Yeah, because yeah, there's no and, elevation. It's and it's flat, yeah. real simple. Yeah, and that's all you need. You know, you don't need like this. Yeah. social. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. That was the but in the back, right? Because the they yeah. would leave the dance floor yeah, for yeah. people to crowd up yeah. front. Yeah. Right. yeah, I remember that being the first place I went to for shows where they had, like, security security. You know, I'm sure, like, all, you know, the, the Albert and stuff we were going, you know, we were sneaking into, a, you know, or going to the old ages show. They didn't have security. It's the Albert. Yeah. Or and then like, community centers, whatever. But then it's, like, the rendezvous. We're going to go see, I don't know, like, uh... Good riddance or whoever, somewhere yeah. a punk band was coming through, and then there's like these OBO guys. Like, what? This is weird. Like, this right. is, yeah, yeah. it's very intimidating because you're you know like 15 or something, and then like you go in this, the whole place is full of smoke. There's like a whole like army of security guards there. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Dead Kennedys. I saw at the wow. rendezvous. At the rendezvous. Wow. Yeah. And um, see, that's the what's that's the name? Uh, Stag Mummer. We were talking about yeah, them earlier. Yeah. The singer uh, uh, Zach Kennedy. Walsh. Um, he was there. He was like 12 years old. And he, I remember distinctly his dad coming and picking him up That's in the awesome. lobby after the Dead Kennedys show. Nice. I actually yeah. remember seeing kids at, at punk shows at the rendezvous um, showing up with like the full gear on, like the, you know, the spikes and the, the mohawks and everything, and then waiting, like walking down the block. We saw this a few times, so we'd be sitting outside, walking down the block and then getting picked up like by their mom by around their the mom corner. Dad, like, yeah. so they, and then getting into like, you know, some fancy like a SUV or whatever. And, or, or just the basic mini Yeah, Chevy, yeah, mini minivan, van, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're all embarrassed because they, yeah, they're, yeah. If I was that mom or dad, I'd be like, fuck no. Yeah, I'm I'd be like, I'm pulling up right in front of the venue. <laughs> hey. Well, you see, my poor kids, your poor kids, yeah. we're going to want to go with them, yeah, right? Exactly. Which yeah, is yeah, probably yeah. worse. Yeah, yeah, well, not, not, not when they go to the Skrillex concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did. did I you, went to Skrillex you? by myself and thought, geez, I should have brought the boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the one at the park there? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I had to see it. Yeah, you know, yeah. absolutely. I'm a student of this. And kind that of was thing. not for any kind of job related, or were you? It was uptown. Oh, it was. It was. Uh, I mean, had talked about it on TV. Uptown yeah. was still. I was blogging about it, but yeah, it yeah. was. Uh, I like to go see shows. I'll go see anything. I was curious about what the the scene would look like. What kind of kids were there? Yeah. And yeah. how they present kids the music. With green hair and yeah. high on drugs. Sideways yeah. haircuts. And and yeah. uh, and how they present the music. You know. Because uh, essentially, it's a guy with a laptop, it right? Is, yeah, yeah. So, a, I think Skrillex is kind of well known for he built his own sound system. Like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, right, so. I mean, I'm yeah. not into that kind of thing, but it's is interesting. Like, I mean, as much as he's like a goof and he looks kind of stupid, he's not. He looks you know, really like, stupid. He knows what he's doing. You know, like, I don't hate on him. Like, I actually, I was working with kids too, and I was working at this camp, this hip hop camp through the UW, and yeah. we're yeah. trying to mm-hmm. t- teach kids how to write raps or whatever. And I brought all like these, you know, like. DJ Premier beats for the yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't like, want that though, right? No, they, they want, want, they want Skrillex. Yeah. Yeah. So I went yeah. and downloaded Skrillex and put it on my iPod and listened to it. I was actually kind of a little bit disappointed. I thought it would be better, to yeah. be honest. I thought so too. Because well, uh, there's so much hype about it, right? And well, it, it, it um, yeah, it's not very varied, really. It, it's kind of monotone yeah. and monochromatic. Um, it's big drop. That's what, uh, that's what the and appeal then, is, is. And the drop, then build yeah. to the big drop, yeah. build to the big drop, build to the big drop, repetitively, repetitively. And maybe that's why maybe that's why I didn't get into it because, you know, I was listening to it on my iPod or on my laptop. Maybe yeah, maybe in a huge room full of people. Yeah. Like, is that, did that make a difference? It, uh, yeah, it did. You know, um, it was a shared experience in the middle of this crowd of people that I yeah. didn't really know 
you know, I knew people oh, there. What, but, one thing know. I was wondering about that show was, because I think part of that music is that you're supposed to feel the bass. You're supposed to physically feel yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But in a huge park, like a baseball thump, park? Thump, really? thump, thump. Really? I haven't heard, felt that since, uh, in that intensely since, you know, like being in the fourth row at Motorhead. <laughs> or, or experiencing ACDC from the third row right. uh, at Winnipeg Arena, you know, yeah. I had, it was and it was there and it was all the time and yeah. unrelenting, particularly yeah. through his set. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. because the main the the main act always gets the best sound and the most volume. Oh, for right? sure. Yeah, yeah. And so he was the headliner. I take it too. Yeah, yeah. was like Diplo and stuff in that show. Or something yeah, too? Diplo yeah. played before him. Grimes too. Yeah, yeah. Grimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got there after Grimes. They put her on right at like five. Oh yeah. So it's kind of weird. Yeah, and Skrillex she's fairly high profile. Skrillex waited for the sun to I go think down. She, I think she might be really high profile in in the scene, and she's but kind not of yeah, she's kind of like it. still an indie. She's still kind of underground. Like her, yeah. I just feel like I, not being part of that particular scene. I feel like I've read a lot about her, well, but think, that might be because I'm reading a lot of music magazines and websites just in general. Yeah, and yeah. maybe that's like that's you know, exactly. and it hasn't reached the twelve year old who who well, like Skrillex. Skrillex. Yeah, but yeah. my my kid knows who my kids know who Skrillex is, and he's on their iPods. Right, right. Grimes isn't. Right. Right. Grimes is on mine. And right. Grimes is on CQW and Screw. Yeah. So he's on whatever yeah, mainstream station that yeah. Yeah. the kids are listening yeah. these days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Energy 106 and, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, Virgin, and Virgin. Someone was yeah. talking about Energy 106 at my work to yesterday, and I had no idea what he was talking about. I didn't even know it existed. Like, I, I'm, I'm never there, but those are the two buttons that get pushed in the car when yeah. my boys are in the car. Yeah. Ever since my tape deck broke, I know every. Yeah, you were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it sucks. sucks. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awful. It, it really kind of does. Sorry, sons. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll I discover mean, this one day long after I'm dead, some digital archive somewhere, Matthew and Noel. Sorry, they'll find Witch Police and they'll yeah. realize that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, we, what we do uh, because um, coming up next is the last song. So uh, the way the show works is um, I'm going to play the last song this week, and uh, we're not going to talk about it afterwards. So we're going to kind of do a. I'm going to do my little spiel about where you can download this stuff, where you can listen to us on the radio and whatnot. And then we'll kind of, I'll intro the song, we'll talk about it, and then we have to say about it first, and then we'll play it, and the show kind of goes out on the last one. So, uh, yeah, you can listen to our show. Obviously, you've listened to it somehow, because you, I know I say that every week, but you listen to it somehow, you listen to it now, so you've, you've found it. But www.wishpolice.com, uh, there's a click the podcast button, there's an archive. Uh, this is the 20th show, so there's this and the previous 19 are all there for free download and streaming. Uh, if you go to the rest of the site, there's all kinds of local music. Um, probably some of the stuff we talked about, I'm sure, at one point or another has been on there. Uh, our music's on there, you know, lots of local stuff. Uh, and that's all free as well. You can also uh, go on Facebook. There's a We Are The Witch Police group, which you just search for that, and that pops up. Uh, Twitter, Witch Police FM, and at Witch Police. And you're at, at Rob Crooks. Yep. And robcrooks.com. Yeah. And do you have any shows going up or anything you want to... Um, I don't have a show in Winnipeg till June 21st. But you're going out east, right? Yeah, I'm playing Montreal May 16th, and then I'm also playing Montreal the weekend after for the One Man Band Festival. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm trying to hook up shows in out there in between those two, but we'll see what happens. Okay, and then we'll, we'll, when you have those set up, we'll... we'll... Promote one here. Sure. Do you have anything you're doing that you want to uh, you want to plug? Or? At the moment, I'm kind of between gigs musically. Um, I, I sit on the board of directors of the West End Cultural Center. Yeah. I'm past president of Manitoba Music. Um, I still occasionally host um, 
some uh, web cafe shows at the Winnipeg Free Press oh, cool. Cafe. Um, cool. So since the demise of the standalone Uptown, I've still been trying to find my a way to express myself in talking about music uh, on a regular okay. basis. But, Can people uh, find those online? If the, yeah, like, and if you Google me, that stuff shows up. And if okay. you search the WinnipegFreePress.com site, uh, I'm hosting a bunch of acts. I did one last week with a country act from um, uh, Alberta called High Valley. Mennonite country act cool. who were just named by Billboard magazine as one of the country acts to watch for in 2013. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Who knew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's three brothers named Rempel. And all their cousins and aunts and uncles live in, uh, in Winkler. So yeah, it sounds like they could be Manitoban for sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. cool. That's cool. And that's is that like a regular scheduled thing or just as a? Uh, we get acts through the news cafe um, probably every couple of weeks. Cool. Uh, I'm working on setting one up for next week. But, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Anything else you got? Uh... Uh, at the moment, no. Okay. All right. Uh, I've, uh, no. Awesome. Okay. Well, the last song I'm gonna play. Nothing uh, cool. Nothing cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, disappointment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paying the bills, yeah. No, I got, I got nothing. Um, other than this show, this is all I've been doing lately. I mean, uh, I have a bunch of projects of uh, music that I was working on that are not going to get finished in time. For yeah. Uh, yeah, so so it'll, they'll see the light of day one day. I'll find the tape and like three years from now, here's a thing I recorded halfway through, you know, and no one will download it, but it'll be there. So anyway, the last song I'm gonna play is uh, I figured it'd be a good way to close it is uh, "Sweet Home Chicago" by Robert Johnson, and uh, this kind of. Uh, Back to the Blues Brothers, I mean, this not that version, obviously, but um, the song is pretty heavily featured in that movie, and uh, that's where I actually first heard it. I, I mean, I don't want to pretend I have, like, credentials of having heard this years ago, because I didn't. I mean, I was introduced to it through the Blues Brothers. I really liked it. I kind of tracked down over the years other versions of it, and then eventually led me back to Robert Johnson once. And this was recorded in, 19, released in 1937, and which is, like, I mean, that's a a really long time ago. Long time ago. Um, there's some interesting stuff about it. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty standard uh, structure for a blues song, but um, some of the lyrics are, are really strange. Um, like he mentions, uh, "Back to the land of California, to my sweet home Chicago." In the chorus, and like Chicago is not in California. I don't think it is. <laughs> so it's like it's a weird reference, right? In the past, so I looked it up, and apparently there's like a lot of. Uh, because he died so young and he didn't, you know, there's not really any interviews with him where people are, you know, his whole myth is based on other blues singers kind of, you know, and family members and stuff. So he couldn't explain it. But um, apparently there's been a lot of, like, people uh, kind of working on, like, well, not working, like, you know, people researching it, trying to figure out different reasons for it. And it, it's kind of, um, it's like whether he's saying, uh, I want to go back to California or to my sweet home Chicago, or if it's, or there's apparently a, um, a place called California, I think it's a street or a neighborhood or something in Chicago that has California in the name, so it's like that. So it's it's a pretty bizarre reference. I mean, not knowing what, what he's talking about, it's kind of weird. And that, that it's kind of struck me too when I was listening to it the first time when I first heard it. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, California's not Chicago, but... Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's like, you know, classic blues song. Everyone's heard Every, one version of it. Everyone's heard it. Everyone who has ever played the blues uh, yeah. has jammed. And every single blues jam I've ever seen um, ends with Sweet Home yeah, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, the interesting thing, too, more recently is, like, back in uh, last year, uh, the president sang this with Buddy Guy and B.B. Uh-huh. King and stuff. And Absolutely. I remember seeing the video, and I was like, oh, that's cool. He listens to good music, I guess. And, and apparently he does listen to good music, uh, from what I've heard. But, like, uh, yeah. and, you know, he's got the Chicago Yeah, Bill Clinton too. played the saxophone, too. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the, yeah. the, yeah, he's a Chicago guy. Yeah. And, and for sure. Well, I uh, thought he was Kenyan, but... 
<laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> birther. You're yeah, a birther. Yeah. <laughs> you can be indulged from yeah. Okay, so yeah, so um yeah, anyway, we're <laughs> gonna play the song. This is by the notable Kenyan Robert Johnson. It's called uh Sweet Home Chicago. <laughs> and this has been Witch Please Radio with uh me, Rob and John Kendall. Somebody will tell me that you need my help someday, son.